Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. Welcome back to the Soft Life with me, Candy Washington. So before we dive into today's episode, which I am sure is going to be a very fiery and inspiring conversation with Rachel Brooks, don't forget that if you need additional support, be sure to grab our self-love guide, which is linked down below. Also get one of our courses and join us over on Patreon. We have a very loving and committed community. And then also check out our merch. We have some new uh, Soft Girl, Soft Life merch. So check it out. I'll link down below. So with that, let's dive into today's episode. So I am honored to welcome Rachel Brooks. She is the founder of The Confident Woman, a lifestyle and media brand that educates, inspires, and empowers women personally and professionally. She's also the author of the award-winning book, Chasing Perfection, and is the host of The Confident Woman podcast, which I had the honor of being on the other day, and I'll definitely link that down below for you guys as well. So with that, welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is just, I, I'm honored to be here because for those who don't know, we just had an incredible conversation on the Confident Woman podcast yesterday or soon, or I don't know, not too long ago. So this is just exciting for us to carry this conversation. So I just want to thank you for having me and having the space where we can continue. Absolutely. So do you want to share with us a little bit about yourself and your story and how you got to where you're at? Yes, absolutely. So my story, um, I have actually shared all of it into my book, which is called Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love. And so my story actually starts back into young, young, like adolescent time, um, going through the journey and really finding myself through what kind of happened, right? So when we think of it as like, well, what is that turning point? I think for me at that turning point is, is when I got down to a point in, um, my life where I just felt so stuck, so uninspired. I didn't know the direction of where I was going. I had zero confidence at this point. I had struggled for a lifetime with body dysmorphia, eating disorders, uh, disordered eating, extreme exercise, uh, self-image and self-esteem. And so when all of that really came to a head, I found myself at this bottom of this man-made pit that I had inadvertently created. And as I'm as I'm sitting there thinking, wow, how did I get here? What mm -hmm. happened to me? What is wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? And I started going down that narrative path of just kind of beating myself up, but in a way that really sparked that curiosity that I didn't even know that I had within me because it was a point in my life where I was just chasing something external for everything from finding that perfect body to having the perfect life for the perfect job, making sure my, my home and my marriage was all perfect. Like everything on the outside had to be so perfectly put together because, mm -hmm. and I share this now in hindsight, but it was because I was afraid of who I was. I was mm -hmm. afraid of people seeing the real me. But the weird thing is, it's like, I didn't even know who that real me was because at this bottom of this pit, I had looked at my life and assessed it from all the things, all the bad things, all the negative things, all the trauma and drama and all the stuff that we carry with us. And I yes. thought this was what defined me. So as I'm looking up, 
and I'm trying to figure out how do I climb out of this pit? But more importantly, I don't want to get to the other side of that pit with the same thoughts, the same beliefs and the same behaviors that had gotten me to where I was. So something needed to change. And I didn't know what that change was. I just said, I need something different. And this different that I've been trying has not been working out. And that's kind of the, the crux of the book is the journey through. So in that journey of healing, fitness and self-love, these were some of the pieces that I, I had struggled with so much in my life. Like I said, from the fitness um, aspect of it, feeling like I didn't, I didn't connect with my body. My body was just this, this vehicle that, that wasn't moving in the direction I wanted. I didn't know yeah. how to love or care for it. I didn't know how to treat it with respect and, and uh, you know, moving forward in that part. And then also what was self-love? I would look at it as like, well, if this is love, then why do I feel this way? And so it really brought a question of, of everything in my life to a head. And that's where I had to basically wipe everything clean, just strip everything, start back at zero. And it wasn't a place of starting completely over, but it was starting with where I was at that moment so that I can start now figuring out what direction I wanted to go to, what the life I wanted to live. But more importantly, who did I have to be to achieve this life that I wanted so desperately for that I was doing everything externally, which, had, you know, like I said, inadvertently landed me in that pit. So the yeah. journey itself is just, for me, really unraveling, um, pulling back the curtain, getting down into like the nitty gritty. And my book, to be honest, is a very vulnerable and real and raw and relatable read because at the, at the crux of it all, we're human and we, yeah. all and we all strive and we all try to do the best we can until we don't know what we're doing. And then that's kind of the, the whole journey is like, what do we do at that point? So mm -hmm. that's, that's in a nutshell of like how I got started into my space. And then as I'm navigating my way through this version of, of who I'm becoming, didn't yeah. realize this. again, hindsight is your best teacher. Yes, it is. And it sure is, right? So you look at that mirror and like, ah, okay, makes sense now. And so as you start <laughs> connecting these pieces and I'm starting to you know, place these steps in front of me and overcome some of the obstacles that were in my way, I started to feel something internally, something mm -hmm. shifted. And I didn't know yet what that thing was. And I just realized I kind of had one of those, you know, quote unquote, like pep in your step. And I was like, Ooh, you know, things were starting light to feel lighter and more freeing and more happy. And, and I started to feel that internal peace. And I started to feel uh, this sense of joy and things that I didn't even know that I, that I liked or were passionate about. And life just started to get like new and fresh and beautiful and life was poured back into me. And, and I share this why share this part, because it's like, how many times do we go through life and not even take a moment to really appreciate all the things that we may have like wanted or desired or whatever that is, but given that to ourselves in a way that makes us feel like this is in the right path and direction. And so that little spark that, you know, was lit was what I thought for everybody else. That was confidence. Mm -hmm. And I said, Ooh, is that what confidence is? Because man, <laughs> it's, it's like a superpower. It yeah. is incredible. And the more I start stepping into this version, the more confident I became. And as I was going through this journey, I said, wow, if I can make these small changes and I could feel this radically different internally, what would this look like if I, if I could gift this to other women to let them know that they have 
this magic inside, this confidence inside, this willingness to, to be something greater and called into their purpose. What could that look like? What could that feel like for them? And it starts shifting that, you know, as I'm going through my own personal growth, I now realize that it is a collective effort that we need other people, that we need other women into our life. We need others to feel, you know, supported and support us and vice versa. And so that kind of stemmed into what we have now, which is the Confident Woman community. We have the Confident Woman podcast, the Confident Woman collective. So like all of this stuff has really been tools um, and things that I've learned throughout my journey that now we get to give back to our to our women and lead them through a similar journey to their path so they can really um, feel that inner confidence and step fully into that confident woman that's within them. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And all of that is a thousand percent relatable. I have so many questions and notes. So I think um, first, thank you so much for being so open and honest. But I agree, like when when at our core, we feel like something is missing or lacking and we're trying to get the feeling of wholeness or lovability or worthiness from things that are outside of us, what our body looks like, what our bank account number is, what our house looks like, our husband or our X, Y, and Z, because at our core, we're disconnected from self. Just like you said, you're like, well, I didn't even know who that real me was. I didn't even know who myself was. And I think, you know, when you talked about getting that joy back, that spark back, that confidence back, that's really when you connect back to yourself, because then you're getting that that joy and that confidence from within rather than from without. And I absolutely mm -hmm. love that. Um, so I had two quick questions. My first one is what led to not necessarily what led, but what but what were some of the tools and the techniques that you used to to transition from that pit feeling of I'm doing all of the things, but I still feel like something's lacking. I still feel this hole. I still feel this void to getting to that point where you felt, oh, wait, there's a little pep in my stuff. I have a little bit more joy. I have a little bit more confidence. So what led to that switch? I mean, I'm guessing it's authenticity, like living from your from yourself. And that's what brought you that internal joy. And then and then I'll ask my other question after that. Yes, absolutely. So the, the turning point, at, like I said, I'm sitting at this bottom of this pit and I had nowhere else to go but up. And mm -hmm. and I realized now as I'm looking back at my my trail, you know, because we all have a trail, we have a track history, we have a record, whatever you want to call it, we can always look back in the past and say, well, Juan, how did I get here, whether good or bad? So like if it's good and it's beneficial, you want to keep moving forward, you want to keep doing the thing you're doing. Well, me, I had to look back and say, how did I get here? Ooh, yeah. Don't do all those things. Right. So a lot of it, you know, in part of part of the journey is about taking personal accountability, uh, responsibility and inventory of our own self. Right. So however and wherever we find ourselves in this journey. Listen, there's going to be people that did us wrong, did something. They're all part of this. We have to take responsibility for our behalf. And but more importantly, taking that personal responsibility from the moment you decide to choose something different. And that then is your your obligation, is your priority to make yourself the priority. Because as you start moving forward in life, well, what happens, right? We need to have, in a sense of like, for context, chasing perfection, right? We're chasing this illusion that something does not exist. And so we're giving power to something that doesn't exist, yet we're chasing it. And then in that desperation and desperate attempt to find this or to you know receive it in a place that makes us feel whole, we give away that power, we give away that control, 
We give away our identity. We give away pieces of us. And in doing so, we lose all that those pieces of us. So we're breaking and becoming more fragile as we go throughout this journey. So sitting at the bottom of the pit, and I'm like, oh, well, for me to get up, I need to bring back my power. I need to reclaim some of that control. I need to start taking ownership. And so now I'm taken back. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with it, but I had these three questions, three questions. I sat in this pit and I said, who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that. Honestly, I had no idea. And that first question was of who am I? I don't know. I mean, I was just clearly a failure, clearly a loser, clearly damaged goods. That was my self-talk. Because why else would I be at the bottom of a pit if I'm going to pump myself up and say I'm awesome, I'm confident, I'm this, right? So how are we speaking to and about ourselves? What beliefs do we have about ourselves? Where did those beliefs come from? Were they inherited? Were they our own? Were they passed down from somebody else? Was it that comment that bully made from you? Was it that that uh, partner that broke your heart and, and cheated on you or lied to you or did something to you, right? Like that too. Then yeah. we start taking that very personal. We say, well, then I'm flawed. I'm broken. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. I'm not this, right? Because externally, we only see what we're able to see. But if we're being reinforced and validated by being in negative in toxic situations, well, that ultimately is a reflection of who and what we believe about ourselves because well, where's this environment? Where's this validation? Where's something else that could tell you otherwise? So in this bottom of my pit, getting crystal clear on who I am, I had to lean in so deeply into something that I I thought was a big part of my, my life at that moment, but it really wasn't. I had to dig deeply into my faith. Mm-hmm. My faith, and, and I'm a woman of faith, but also I have faith in myself because of my faith in my higher power. So for me, it's God. And I realize now that God didn't create garbage. He didn't create damaged goods. He didn't create mistakes. He didn't create nothingness. He created out of love, purpose, wholeness, completion. And when we don't have that own sense of, again, this is for me, it's God that fills me. But if you have that self-fulfillment, then that's for you. But that is something that nobody can rob you or steal from you. That is something that is yours because your creator gave it to you. And that unique, that uniqueness and those gifts and abilities and all the things that you viewed this lens through this worldly lens, that is through world. Internally, we have our divine calling. Internally, mm-hmm. you have that knowing and that nudge. Internally, you have that compass. Internally, you have those morals and those values. But we've lost it because we've lost our identity. We've lost ourselves. So again, sit in this pit. What am I doing? Where am I going? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And what is this purpose? I couldn't answer that. I had no idea. Purpose comes after is what I've realized. Okay. Purpose doesn't find you. You discover it and you become it. Purpose is a calling. Purpose is a mission to make things better, improve, be an advocate, change something. Purpose is your driver. And right now, my driver was so externally driven, it drove me right down to the bottom, right? So I'm working on all these thoughts. I'm working through a lot of crap. I'm working through my past that is just, it's heavy. It wasn't just, you know, things that happened like yesterday or like a couple years ago. 
it's decades, right? Because we don't know the damage done until the damage has already broken us so much that we sit down like Humpty Dumpty and we're trying to get the pieces <laughs> together. So here I am all alone, figuring out the self-discovery journey. I was like, this is scary. It's ugly. It is messy. It's a bunch of messy, ugly cries, sobbing, mm -hmm. wondering what the hell am I here for? Seriously, like, God, why am I here? Yeah. Here, like literally and figuratively at the bottom of this pit, if you didn't make garbage, why am I here? If you didn't make, you know, a, a person out of love and wholeness and completion, why am I here? And so I think I was asking, the, I wouldn't say the wrong questions, but I didn't have the clarity on who I am to even ask the right questions, but yet be more intentionally in tune with getting the right answers. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking these questions, but I didn't allow myself to really seek within to answer that. So fast forward, I start to discover these, these attributes about me. I start unraveling the tangled up ball of yarn that I carried. I started unpacking baggage and skeletons and garbage and debris that I had carried in this metaphorical U-Haul that yep. all I did was run from my past. I kept trying to numb out or distract or uh, just ignore. And so all I did was stuff more stuff on top of it. And so mm -hmm. as I'm metaphorically unpacking this U-Haul, I'm finding those skeletons and finding those dark areas. And when we unpack the U-Haul, if you've ever moved, eventually when you get to the back, it's all empty. You see there was nothing left in there, right? It was at that part of my life where I had to pick up every single piece and discard it, like physically like touch it and inspect and say, ooh, that's got to go. Or, hey, uh, that might be useful. Let me hang on to that. Or this one's definitely staying because I love that. That one's going to, you know, bring into the future version of myself. And so it allowed me that opportunity to sit, sit and, and unpack every piece that I felt was a part of my life. And when I let go of all the bad stuff, <laughs> got this box of the maybe stuff and the stuff that I'm carrying into my future, that became my arsenal of things that became um, pieces to rebuild and rehabilitate, but more of a support and validation and affirmations and accreditations, like all of these things that were really supportive of the woman I was becoming, but the direction of where I was going. Mm -hmm. And all of this really started to unfold. And what I say is like consistency compounded over time yields results. So in that, in me consistently showing up, me consistently facing my past, me consistently doing those efforts, that's where the confidence started to show up into my life because I was ridding the past, but I was confidently stepping into this version and didn't know. So not only did I do this on my, like my, my overall self, I started looking at different facets of my life into my fitness and, and uh, wellness aspect, looking at health from, from an entirely new perspective. I was chasing the external. So that led me into, uh, I'm a former fitness competitor. So oh. obviously being uh, very disciplined and very uh, perfect, your image is a big thing. Your body is a big thing. And I chased that. Well, the fitness competition actually came about because of my failed many and desperate attempts to do all the things. And then mm -hmm. there was like, oh, well, have you considered a fitness competition? I haven't done that one yet. Give that one a go. So I started, started that path. It, which led me down. Uh, I had a, a major setback, a physical limitation, had to have surgery. And um, so what quickly went up as like a bikini girl, you know, because I was uh, 
as a bikini competitor, that mm-hmm. identity went, went, it got shot down right away. Uh, you know, having to uh, all these different roles and identities, I had just gotten married and I had a major loss in our family. So it's like that beautiful ideal of, you know, a loving, supportive wife. And then there was a tragedy in our family. And then we go back at it again. And I'm like, okay, well, if I could just get this body back, maybe I'll be happy. That didn't work either. So it's like every time I went up the bat, I kept striking out, striking out, striking out. And that just really dinged on it. So through the healing and the journey, I'm working on those those areas of my life that I struggled with the most. It was the relationship with myself, my body, and inadvertently, my mind. But I learned to flip fitness on its head. And now I approach fitness from an, from a place of, of holistic health and well-being. And what I mean by that is fitness isn't just the physical. Fitness is beyond that. To me, it's about getting fit from within. And I focus on my four pillars. And these are things that I share for myself as like part of my values. I had to realign my values, realign my beliefs. And I said, this is what fitness is. It's about getting fit from within. So constantly refining this. And that is my mental, my emotional my spiritual health and well-being, while the physical then becomes a byproduct. It becomes a reflection of the inner fitness. Because how many times do we walk, walk around and say, oh my gosh, that woman has the most beautiful body. It's uh, perfect, right? We, yeah. don't know. we don't know what her internal health looks like. How's her relationship with her higher power? How's her relationship with her mind? How's her relationship with her emotions? Is she stifling them, numbing out? Is she addressing them? Like, what is that relationship we have with that self? And then you start really holistically showing up and loving and caring on the body. You speak life about it. You speak life to it. You care for it because it's a temple. You care for it because it's a vehicle to help you serve out your purpose and your mission. You care for it because this is the one place that your soul resides for this entire life here on this earth. Yeah. Whatever. If we don't love something, why would we care for it? And if we didn't care for it, then we don't love it. It's exactly. A, it's about that self-love, compassion, and respect. So long story short, read the book. It's all in there. But I'm just sharing a lot of what, what I had to endure. But it was the journey itself. And when I say to anybody who's up, like even on the brink or even in the depths of their, their self-discovery journey, their personal growth journey, whatever that is, keep going. Keep mm. moving forward. Because every foot footstep in front you start learning about yourself you're paving a way but you're not doing it for yourself you're bringing others behind you and you're following in a place that you have the best leader of so that's just me and my beliefs and kind of where i came from um and how i got started into my space is just because i i didn't like who i was Mm -hmm. so i had to become the woman that i could love Absolutely. And you had so many good nuggets. So it seemed like the real foundation of your shift was when you did the shadow work, when you went into that U-Haul and you were like, I need to look at all of this stuff, the cute sparkly stuff, and also like the dark dank stuff. I need to look and do an inventory of all of that. And -hmm. then you took your power back to say, well, what do I, what am I choosing to hold on to? You know, because it's a choice. Sometimes we we're on autopilot and we're holding on to anger or unforgiveness or resentment or bitterness or trauma or whatever the case may be. And we're not even actively choosing it because we haven't 
had the awareness to look at it and say, I have the power to choose if I want to carry this to the next move of my life, to the next level of my life. So let me take a look and take inventory of all of that. And I think that's so great. And then when you were talking about the questions you asked, you know, like, who am I? Like, why am I here? Why am I here? But then also like, why am I in this pit? You know, like, I know that God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make failures. God doesn't make junk. So like, why am I here? And I think that's a really powerful question. And I agree when you get more like intentional or curious about it, where it's not so much like, why am I in this shitty situation? But how is this, how is this shitty situation here to help me? What Mm. is this situation here to show me? What is the situation here to take me to the next level? You know, and like you said, it got you even closer to your faith, closer to your higher power, more clear on who you were and who you want it to be. So it's like when we shift the why am I here to how is this situation here to serve me? Mm-hmm. You know, life is really here to serve us. It's here to, to remind us of who we are, remind us of who of our divinity, to remind us of our worthiness. You know, and that ties back into what you're talking about with self-confidence, right? You know, we're confident in ourselves because we know that even if it doesn't work out, whatever the thing is, we will still be okay. Yeah. And that knowingness of I, I will still be okay even if this doesn't work out. I will still be lovable. I will still be enough. I will still be worthy. That then gives you that faith and that confidence and that confidence to try. Because a lot of what holds people back from trying or taking the next level or shifting who they are is the fear of if I try and it doesn't work out, then that confirms my darkest fear that I'm actually not good enough, mm-hmm. that I'm actually not worthy. So I would rather stay stuck than to prove myself right that I'm not good enough. But when you have that self-confidence, you know that if I whatever I try works, great. And if it doesn't work, also great, because it doesn't take away the core of who I am divinely and intrinsically. And once we get clear and get out of that fear of finding out if I really am worth this or not, then we can step into that confidence. And I loved when you were talking about how you were you were getting those moments of joy. And to me, the word like authenticity popped in my head because you were starting to look at, well, what is it that I want? Who do mm-hmm. I want to be? Rather than what does society say I should be or do? So when you start thinking from an authentic place of, well, what makes me happy? Like what makes Rachel happy? Not what makes Rachel's friends and family and community or Candy's friends and family and community happy. What makes Candy happy? What lights Candy up? Mm -hmm. And then from that place, again, from within, then you have that joy because you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm actually enjoying this. (laughs) You're actually enjoying it. You know, it becomes a want to do, not a have to do. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love that. And then when you're talking about, um, again, like being in the pit and shifting out and, you know, why am I here and what's happening, that intentionality of shifting from being grateful for the pit rather than resistant to the pit. And that's a huge changer. You know, like I'll just say, like for me personally, when I've been at my low points in life, it has always brought me, just like you, it has always brought me closer to God. It has always brought me closer to to him and that presence and that divinity that lives within me and you know we've all fallen 
prey to thinking like, well, God, why is this happening to me? I'm such a good person. Why is all this happening? Blah, 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 blah. I'm trying my best. Nothing's working. You know, all of this stuff, like, where are you? Blah, 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 blah. Like all of that stuff. Cause I'm a human being. And sometimes I feel like, God, where are you? <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm a good person. Why is all this crap happening in my life? And then, um, and then I sort of remember like the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, but we are getting the tools to, am I going to let this rain drown me or am I going to be baptized in this rain and come out stronger for it? Am I going to use this rain to fertilize the seed that God has inside of me? And that's where we get that power back because we get to decide the meaning of what's happening whether we say it's happening to us or if it's happening for us. And I think mm-hmm. just hearing your story, I feel like that was such a big shift where it was like, why is all this stuff happening to me to why is all this stuff happening for me? And then you're able to find the enjoyment in it and the confidence in it. And then it gets a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Flipping the script was one of the most powerful tools that I could probably do because, you know, on, on one coin, there's always another side, right? So. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily we only have, you know, more or less there's, you know, one side, the other side, and if it landed in the middle, in the middle, you know, the third component is really hardly ever a case. It's, you know, he said, she said what they said. Gonna. Yep. So in, in that context, it was, um, you know, I had to flip my entire life upside down. I remember asking those questions of, of myself and, you know, at the time I, 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 I didn't even know this actually. I'm going to take a step back here for a moment. So before I actually started the the journey of transforming my life from from within, I had to essentially surrender and just be like, I can't do this on my own. And yep. that was something I was unwilling to do because I thought that that was like a badge of honor. That was my that was my superpower. That I am so gung ho. I could do anything, and I could you know I I'm able to do it. But look at look at what happened when I tried every futile failed effort attempt. It landed me at a bottom because you can't support yourself. You can't, you know, you can't be the one cheering for yourself. You can't be the one, you know, leading and following and then also being in the middle. So it's like we realize now at this point, we need others in our life. This is the whole point of of others, right? Yes, there's times where you it's uh relevant to be solo and alone, you know, especially in your private moments, your intimate connections, like these are things that only you can do. Yeah. But in sharing that in experiencing that and bringing others into that place and asking for help was one of the most difficult things I could, could have done. One, and this is why these were my limitations, because that would admit that I failed. It would admit that I was weak. It would admit that I was lost. It would, I would admit that I was confused and couldn't do it. I would admit that I'm not that strong, powerful woman that I pretended to be. Yep. And in doing so, I would have to strip off that mask, strip down the walls, and I'd have to be vulnerable and exposed. Mm -hmm. And in this nakedness is where I just got raw. But I had to do that for myself because as I'm going through this journey, I had to kind of step out and say, hey, yeah, I'm naked in my vulnerabilities, but can you kind of hand me that thing? Can you help me out? Can you encourage me along the way? So asking for that help in the most vulnerable way while you're, you know, internally exposed, where else can you go? Where else can you hide? And that was the turning point in my life that said, well, if they've seen me at my worst, I 
can't imagine when they can see me at my best. And there was, again, nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. So onward and upward, asking for help, flipping that script. And in that flipping the script, asking myself those questions, who am I? I'll be honest, I didn't know. So I started with that. I am not. Because a lot of times we don't know who we are because we're buried by all the thoughts and beliefs of who we should be, that we've lost our identity in our way. So we hear a lot of the exercises, like write down your I am statements. Well, it was, it was, I am not, I am this, I am stupid, I am dumb, (laughs) I'm a failure, I'm a loser, I'm I'm a poor, you know, wife, I'm a bad friend, everything, right? All the beliefs about ourselves that came out. And I said, well, okay, then the alternative that, let me just flip the script over here. And that's where most people start their journey. I'm kind of ass backwards sometimes, but you know what? It works. It works for me. And you got to do what works for you. So I start flipping that. I am lovable. I am capable. I am smart. And now once I had the knots to the ams, I started another column. I said, these are why. And I start depositing the bucket of experiences, memories, compliments. They were few and far. I had to rack my brain to pull up some content. But then I also had to do something else. else. Ask others. Mm. Asking your friends here that love you what do you think of me how do you see me when you think of me in your life yeah i'm funny and witty i'm this and that but what is it really that you love about me what makes me unique and hearing those words from those that are closest to that went into the same bucket into the same column because now i have the evidence of my own but i also have the support the verbal affirmations from those that i love and so that started to shape a new narrative and as i started to go back to this list I am because of this, and these are the people that matter, are starting to shape me. And as I'm tapping into my own faith and my own belief, I'm seeing that those positive things are in alignment of the goodness of God. So if that's the direction, then this is the truth. Whoa, how have I been believing the lie the whole time? And that is the deception of the enemy. It will always blanket itself into something else. It will always disguise itself into something. And it will whisper all those negative things that you start believing about yourself. So again, not to make this about, you know, faith and God and all this stuff, but that's was such a profound, because this is my, like my personal journey. And yeah. I hold that sacred in a way that is so literally that all the glory goes to God without exactly. the struggles, without the triumphs, without the trials, Without all that stuff, we wouldn't experience the goodness. And oddly enough, the t- uh, the title of my book was originally Out of the Shadows and Into the Light. Because yep. that's the journey. That's the transformation journey. When we read about powerful stories from others who have, who have walked similar lives, there's always a, a dark place. There's always something that they came from. And they become that light for others to help guide and navigate. And so that's been, you know, partly my mission and my promise was if you help me get out of this, I promise to give back to those who needed it. I Mm. promise to be a light for others. Just keep lighting the way for me. I'm going to follow you, but I'm going to bring others behind me. And that was something as a role that I never thought was even possible for myself. I didn't consider a leader, uh, an entrepreneur, um, somebody who who can really have a powerful voice because all that was robbed of me. Mm. I was like, quiet shy girl that just said can you shut the lights off on your way out and just close the door leave me alone leave me to be 
pretend I didn't exist. I wanted to be as far away from anything because that's what little value I thought I brought to this world. And here we are. We're having these conversations. We're sharing our mission, our message. We're inspiring others. We're instilling confidence. We're instilling hope, belief, and life into others. Yes, we are. What would would that have been if we were, if we had succumbed to, to all all the stuff that world tries to push us back? Where would we be? I I challenge your listeners even question whatever you're going through right now. If you were to give up or give in, where would that? Where would that? Where would your life have that meaning? You got to keep moving forward in that darkness. Absolutely. And I love how you said, um, you know, to God, to God be the glory in everything. That was one of the biggest moments for me when I like looked back at like my life, when I would be like, I'm doing this, I'm pitching this person. I'm trying to get to this. I'm trying to get to that. I'm doing this, blah, 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 blah. And then those things like didn't work out fully or they didn't work out the way I wanted, or they didn't get me where I thought I should be. And I had to sit back and I realized okay, the lesson that God is trying to teach me is that my power and the way I'm going to get to where I'm going to get isn't going to be cut, isn't going to be out of like my intelligence or my wit or my strategy. It's not going to be out of this person I met at this networking event. It's not going to be out of, you know, this other more quote powerful person who's going to help me become more influential or whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not going to come from any of that. It's going to come from me. And so I had to learn that all that I was seeking outside of myself, and I even say like outside of myself as in like what I thought I was doing, like I'm going to do the spreadsheet and I'm going to pitch these people and I'm going to do this and do that and I'm going to all the strategy and I'm going to do this LinkedIn thing. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. I even say that's outside of me because I wasn't first going to God. And saying, help me through this, bless this, show me the way, you know, let me know that what I'm doing is in alignment with what you would have me doing, you know, open the way for me, like show me the person I'm supposed to connect with, show me the email I'm supposed to send, or maybe not send, you know, put me in the right place. I was putting my power, how I'm going to get from point A to point Z in other people. This person is more important than me. So I need that person to get me to where I need to go. When the truth was, the only thing I needed was remembering that God lives within me. That is our higher self. Our higher self is our soul. It's our divinity that lives within us. And when we're disconnected from that higher self or that divinity, that's when we look outside of ourselves for that. And so I had to get clear on no one in this world is more important than me. And no one in this world is actually more powerful than me. I don't care if you have more money. I don't care if you have more awards. I don't care what you're doing. Those are all great things but we're all equal. No one is better than me and I'm better than nobody else. And so when I started to lean on the power of God in my life, things just became so much easier. I wasn't hustling so much. I wasn't forcing so much. I wasn't stressed so much. I got to relax, let go and surrender and know that this journey gets to be easy because it doesn't have to be all on me. It doesn't have to be all on me. I have that support. And like one thing that I still, I'm a lot better at, but I definitely still struggle with is ask, is asking for support that comes to like other people, like either, even like friends yeah. or family or, you know, um, people in cohorts or community. I've gotten a lot better at it, but I still have that awareness of it can take me time to get there. 
to ask for the help or to or to talk about it and that's okay and i think like when we're on our our journey of self-discovery holding that space for self-compassion that yeah you may know ask for help check but you still struggle with it that is still okay you're allowed to still be imperfect in your healing you know you're still allowed to have the same problems or the same conflicts or the same you know issue appear again and sometimes again you know sometimes we think well i've done all this healing why am i still dealing with this same issue well maybe now because you can bring that healing that level of consciousness that level of awareness to the same problem but your perspective has changed so your experience of it will change not because you're not doing well but because you're doing so well you're now faced with this other level like when you're at school you take a test to go to the next level Sometimes in life, you get tested again and again to go to that next level. Doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong, but now you're more equipped to handle that situation better and differently. And a part of the reason why I personally have such a hard time asking for help is around like my abandonment wound. I used to think that, and I still struggle with it sometimes because I'm, you know, being honest, thinking that, well, if I ask for help, because you were sharing like your journey with that, for me, it's more of, well, if I ask for help, then like I'm too much, you know, if I say I feel something, then, you know, I'm being overly sensitive or people are going to think I'm dramatic or it's going to be too much. And then they're going to leave me. If I ask of someone, they're, 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 they're going to leave me. They're going to abandon me because they don't think I'm worth investing in. And that's really around the abandonment wound. And that's where like that codependency comes in where it's like, well, in order to be valuable and worthy of this person, I have to give, 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 and prove, 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 prove. So the long as I give to them, as long as I add value to them, then they won't leave me. And I had to, just like you said, switch that script and switch that narrative to know like who I am is enough. I don't, I actually don't have to give you anything. I am enough and I'm deserving. You know, a mother has a child who's not like, hey, what are you going to give me before I feed you and nurture you and shelter you? No. So why would I think that I have to give and prove myself to anyone in this world in order to be worthy of basic love and respect? And I had to get comfortable with losing people, whether it's family members or friends or business people, you know, because I think that when we go from that pit to the joy and we get that confidence and we get that knowing of who we are, we get that resiliency, we get that, you know, God within us, you know, sometimes people will leave. But it goes back to what we were saying before about having that confidence that even if this friend no longer wants to be my friend or this person no longer wants to do that with me. of the journey you're you're spot on i mean it's like you know here we are two different women living two different walks of life but yet there's such a similarity it's it's about recognizing and surrendering it's about letting go it's about leaning in it's about doing life with others and more importantly doing life with god because you're co-creating with your creator and that's a beautiful thing and it's like you know in doing so it's like here you are in LA, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, our paths cross. Like this is, this is the beautiful life. That's a gift that has been given to you, but what you do with it is up to you. And, mm-hmm. and that was something I realized that I was selfishly destroying. I was destroying and not 
you know, honoring and respecting this, this God, this creator, but more importantly, I'm, I'm also out of the same, same mouth praying and praising, but yet cussing and damning. So it's like, how could, how could I expect, you know, anything else other than what I'm giving to myself because I'm not being open. It's almost like you ask for the thing, but yet you've already shut down in the receiving of it because you think that you're not worthy, that you're not going to get it. Right. So it, it just really made me shift that entire narrative. And of course it all comes back to, you know, our own, uh, like I said, traumas and dramas, right. Things are going to happen. We got children, childhood wounds. We got experiences that we kept that same pattern and not even realized it. And we get hurt into our adult years and we'll keep that pattern going if we don't have the insight and awareness to change something about it. But that's even the first and foremost thing is like recognizing it, right. Awareness. So in my healing journey, the, the three things that really helped me with that was the awareness, right? We had to turn the light on. However we do this, whether we vacate the, the U-Haul and then we turn the light on or we turn the light on as we're doing it. But either way, that light on is that aha moment in the moment you decide that something needs to change today. Because in that moment, you've already trained your brain to seek for something different, like put your focus elsewhere. And, and now it's like scanning. What do we know? What What's different than what was here? And so we've already put that... Um, our, our focus on something completely different. We've shifted it. Then it came into me starting to uh, love on myself, but I didn't know what that was. So I started a gratitude journal. Didn't even know. I, I actually just, we recently moved. And so I pulled my journal out and Aww. sure enough, the first journal entry, it was so, so, so cheesy, but I shared with this because we all got to start somewhere. And this yeah. was how tough it was. So just like how I said, I didn't know who I was. I started with, I am not. You got to start with what you know and where you're at. And sometimes it's just starting with some garbage that you just need to dump out first before you can get to the next layer. And in my, my journal, it was something simple. It was like um, I, that day, because it was like May of, I don't even know, 2007 or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but I had the date on there and it said my, I wrote myself because I, I thought that I should yeah, and I didn't know what else to put. So I made up a bunch of stuff. And I said, well, you know, it's kind of the concept. Fake it till you make it. I love myself because, and I filled things in. But I know at the moment I didn't feel it. And I turned to my cat and I said, my cat, because I'm a cat mom. I, and I just looked at my child and said, he's beautiful and I love him. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, isn't that what our father is telling us to our children, who we are, but yet we're saying we're not, we're not beautiful. We're not worthy. We're not this. And then I also said how it was a beautiful day. So I took in just the, the quick surroundings of where I was. I was sitting on my patio by myself with my cat and that was it. But I shifted the entire focus from what was inside of me to what was outside of now. Like, what can I see so that I can feel so that I can experience? And what could that feel like in a different new light? Because I have a different perspective. And in that, so now we're moving on to the third. So we have, we have our self-awareness, gratitude, and then forgiveness. Forgiveness mm -hmm. was a huge, huge part and probably the, the hardest one that I struggle with. So in, you know, not for the context of this, this podcast, but it's all in my book, but there was a lot of stuff that I had to endure as, a, as a, you know, growing up mm -hmm. and it robbed me of my innocence. It robbed me of my youth. It, it robbed me of my creativity, inspiration, and joy. Yeah. And I had taken on secrets and lies and things that I had to really um, use for my own protection. And in this forgiveness, I said, Whew, you mean you're saying they just got to let that go? 
like it didn't happen. Like, but that was very painful that that person or that thing should be punished, right? Like how much we hold on to that. And in doing so, I was holding on to so much anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness. Just it hardened my heart. It hardened me. It hardened my exterior. And it hardened my persona. And how I felt that I could still be seen is to strive, to chase, to do, to achieve. Because I didn't want somebody to see what was inside. I had such a hardened heart because I was so angry. I was angry at all that life happened to me. It was their mm-hmm. fault, its fault. And what did that do? That robbed me of everything. I wanted love, but I couldn't allow love in because I was so hard-hearted. I wanted to feel happy and joy, but I was so filled with bitterness and anger. I yeah. wanted these other things, but what, what am I doing to, to change something? So it turned into this, you know, the concept of forgiveness. And the very first person that I had to forgive wasn't the people that harmed me wasn't my abuser. It wasn't the person that, you know, hurt the ones that I love. The one person I had to forgive first was myself. Exactly. Because I held myself as a prisoner of all that. And it's like, how many times are we doing this to ourselves because we think somebody wronged us that they should be suffering, but that suffering is self-inflicted. We carry that around while they're just caring about their way. And how many times do we do that just in everyday life. And it doesn't have to be something so traumatic and, 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 you know, painful, but it could be something about some guy cuts you off on the road and you're carrying around that anger with you. And you see it now show up as you're running late for that meeting. And that carries over into your meeting. And now you spilled over this anger into them and they felt it. Now they're carrying it with you. That's the same mm-hmm. ripple effect as all the goodness. So what are we doing in our life to start seeking out the good and the love and the kindness? Right. We have to start shifting that. But it all starts with us. So giving my forgiving myself freed me of any of that because it wasn't mine to carry. It wasn't my responsibility and it wasn't my fault. And in that freeing, it freed them because I had to let that go. I didn't give it a pass. I didn't condemn it or or condone it. I had to let that go. And all I started free feeling lighter and freer and happier and Things were brighter and more like magical in that sense. Like, wow, this is life. Yeah. Wow. It's like it just showed up. It's like the scales were peeled off my eyes and I could finally see again. I started to experience life in a whole new being. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, I was, I was, I was, I was centered. Mindset wise was so hungry for growth and more. And spiritually, I was like, feed me, feed me, nourish me, nourish me. And physically, the body started to shed, the body started to feel stronger, started to heal, started to feel confident, started showing up in a way. And it was like, I up-leveled this vehicle. I got the new, the new model, the new upgrade, but it didn't me. and I didn't earn it and I didn't deserve it, but it was mine. It was the gift. And I got to fully step into it and say, all right, God, where yeah. do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Cause this vehicle is primed and ready. The engine set, the emotions in check. I got my spiritual compass, GPS. Let's go. Let's and go. Said, I'm going. And I said, all right, but wait, 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 wait. There's a lot of reasons. What? You sure you, me for that? Are you sure? Like, I started questioning. But it was a, it was honest questions. And it was curiosity questions. It wasn't mm-hmm. questioning his intent for me or his purpose for me. It was just like, 
I just want to make sure I'm prepared. I want to get my headspace right. I want to get, you know, get all the snacks in the packs and everything in my, my vehicle. It's ready to go because yeah. I had work to do. And that became the purpose and the mission and the driving force behind everything that I have been doing from the minute I reclaimed my life. And God has really put me together in a way and said, now we got we got work to do. Let's go. I absolutely love that. And you did deserve it. You don't have yeah. to earn it. You already yeah. worthy. Of it. I I love what you're saying so much. A couple of things that came up was about like, and thank you so much for being so honest and open about your your story. And I'm sorry, and I hold space for you. Thank um, you. Mm-hmm. But I think the big word that came up to me came up for me was safety. Mm. Like it wasn't safe for you to like be in your body, which may have led to like the disordered eating and like the the hate relationship, like your body was no longer yours. So it was like this foreign thing. And I think I've never been through that. So I'm I'm just speaking just what I think. And so if I'm wrong, I apologize. But it just seems like it's a way to almost like punish it Mm -hmm. because it's so separate from you now. And it's almost like a betrayal, if that makes sense. And then, and then you weren't, and then you didn't feel safe in the world. You know, like you said, you were a quiet child, turn the light out. Nobody bothers me because out there isn't safe. And then putting that armor and I, and I definitely know how that feels. <laughs> and then putting that armor around your heart because being in relationship to other isn't safe either. Mm-hmm. And I those think, that were, you trust yeah. took advantage and they broke that trust. And now you don't know who is safe. You don't know who is safe and and what they rob us of when people do things like that to us or or any type of, you know, trauma in any in any form, particularly as a child, they take away the trust of ourselves because it's like, oh, I thought this person loved me, but then they hurt me so horribly. Well, then how do I trust myself to know who is safe anymore? Mm-hmm. And then usually in those um abusive or or traumatic situations there's a lot of gaslighting that goes on you know don't tell anybody or you know what are you talking about oh you're crazy well that never happened no one's gonna believe you what are you like blah 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 blah. for me it was always you're being too sensitive very dismissive of my feelings and so when the people that you look to that are supposed to be there to love you and to protect you and to show you the way constantly dismiss you and constantly diminish the value of who you are as a person, particularly as children in our you know, maybe it isn't safe for me to, maybe I don't know what's happening. And so then we grow up to become these adults that are so disconnected to the truth of who we are, that we are so conditioned to look to other people to validate what we believe to be true and real. And what was lost and stolen from us for trying to fill that void. Exactly. And that whole thing where they say, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, the the safety, like you said, is, is so true because it's like, we don't feel safe in this body. We don't feel safe out in this world. And in that context, it's, it's actually what led me into fitness because I mm-hmm. felt this body was abused and broken. And I was like, well, since I can't go get a new one, what if I can control and manipulate through extremes yep. to get the body that at least I made, that I created and was on my terms and I get it. But 
you know, for context, it, it, it doesn't work out that way. Like, right. this is, you know, I can't make myself, I'm, I'm, a sm I'm very petite. I'm like five one. So it's like, I can't make this any taller. I can't make it expand any wider in, in the physical frame. So it's like, this is the one shall we live in. You mm -hmm. got to care for it. It's not like you can put additions and subtractions on it. And it's like, it's just not the same way. So I had to heal that, the body, but my relationship with it because the internal wasn't matching the external. Yeah. And that's how it is with everything. It's like, you, if, if we come from the internal place of, I hate this, or I'm not good enough for, and I need to get this X thing in order to feel better or in order to love, like a lot of people with like disordered eating, it's like, well, I hate my body. And so in order for me to love myself, I need to change how I look rather than I love myself, therefore I'm going to take care of my body. Or it's like, oh, well, you know, in order for me to feel worthy and successful, I need to get this title. I need to get this job. I need to have this particular house. I need to have this particular husband or wife or relationship. Because if somebody else chooses me, then that means I'm worthy of love, rather than I am already worthy of love. Therefore, I deserve a loving relationship or I'm already deserving of success and abundance and, and joy in this life. Therefore, I deserve to have a job or career or me, a lot of people don't want that or whatever the case may be that fills me up. So mm -hmm. it's not I'm getting the thing isn't determining my value and my worth, and my lovability, my value and my worth and my lovability is determining that I am already deserving of the thing. Right. Yeah. Because so that's we and, that's keep, and that's why when you get the house, you're still miserable. When you get the relationship, you're still miserable. When you get the quote body, you're still miserable. When you get the whatever it is, you're still miserable because that thing can never give you that inside. Mm -hmm. exactly. It can't, you know, that's it can't give it to you. Exactly. And that, that's, that's the gift that was given us, given to us at our birth. Mm -hmm. And that is the gift that we keep giving to ourselves by reassuring and staying in, in, in faith and in, in your practices um, and keeping that on the daily where it's like, yeah, what you had shared was exactly my chasing of perfection because perfect from the, the ideal of having all those things in order yeah. were yeah. to, to, to validate my perceived value of my self-worth. And I didn't believe I was worthy. So if I had all the successes of check, 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 look at, look at, look at how oh, successful yes. you can't see the pain. You mm -hmm. can't see the hurt. You can't see the damage. Cause that was the shame that I carried. And that was mine, mine to un unravel, heal and let go and surrender. And you know, what came up for me when you're saying that it also takes us out of the present moment of gratitude. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like when you said, like, I broke out the journal and I just wrote, you know, I'm love and my cat and, you know, outside's nice. Because everything in the present moment has so much abundance and so much for us to be grateful for. But when we're always seeking and chasing, we are not mindful and we're not present, Exactly. And that keeps us in our ego mind, not our divine mind, because the ego always says we need more. There's not enough. Not good enough. We need more. Oh, you. Oh, now you're married. When are you having the kids? Oh, you got the job. When are you building the house? Oh, you got the house. When do you get the third car? Oh, you got the third car. But when are you going on a trip to Bali? You know what I mean? It's always this like, what's the next? Mm -hmm. Because ego always says not enough. But gratitude always says all is well. 
And so when you look in the present moment of wherever I am, there is something to be grateful for. Even if that gratitude is just, thank you, God, for this breath. Yes. Thank you, God, for this breath in this moment. Because a lot of people don't have this breath in this moment. And that is even just that little thing. Oof, I got chills in my chest. Like I got chills over my body because it just fills me up so much with that joy of like, thank you, God, for this breath. Like that's a miracle that we're even here, you know? And so I'll tell you, like, I don't want to get choked up, but it just came to mind. So I'm going to be completely transparent and vulnerable. I met this beautiful woman. I won't say her name, but and we were doing like a podcast swap. And so I was at, she came on my podcast and then I was supposed to be on hers. And she she's amazing. Like we were talking about like meeting up in person. And when I was supposed to be on hers, I was waiting on the Zoom and she didn't show up. And I was like, oh, well, like maybe she got the time mixed up or, you know, maybe she's like running behind. Maybe it wasn't sent to the right email. And then I like followed up. I was like, hey, I was like waiting on the Zoom. Like let me know when you're ready or whatever. And then didn't hear from her. And what had happened was she had passed away between the time of when she was on my podcast and I was supposed to be on hers. And it was just the most eerie feeling of this is a woman that I connected with. She was beautiful, intelligent, smart, like amazing, all of this stuff. And then to know that like I'm waiting for her and it's because she's gone. Yeah. And it's like, and I just heard this voice that just said, Candy, you just have to really live your life and you have to enjoy every moment of it because you just never know. Mm-hmm. You just never know. And how much do we take for granted that we woke up this morning, that we're still here, that we have another day to enjoy life. And like, it still touches me even like to like think about her. You know, I'm like, oh, we're gonna do a fun thing oh, she didn't show up, you know, maybe it's scheduling. And she was was gone. And so it just reminds you, like, how beautiful and how much of a blessing your breath is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry for the loss of your your friend. Thank you. you And it's, um, you're so spot on. It's like, how the hustle and the bustle, and I don't know if this is just like our culture or mm-hmm. or what it is, but it's so ingrained to just selfishly want more, 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 more. And you know, it and oddly enough, it's like, you know, part of what what we do in you know for the confident woman is like it's for that woman who's craving more, but we're not looking for that more, the more zeros in your bank account, the more clients mm-hmm. in your roster. There's you know, it's not about that, it's more loving connection, belonging, uh, fulfillment, purpose, meaning, passion, impact. Those are the mores that we want in our space. Those are the mores that that light you up and you know that you're living intentionally and on purpose. Those are the mores that you know is beyond self because with that internal drive, it's about the, the greater mission and it's a place of service. It's about honoring and respecting others. It's about bringing people with you in community. But when we're so so self-centered and wanting the next thing for ourselves, like you said, it robs us of today, it robs us of the moment, and it puts us in a place that says, you know, I prayed for this blessing. I got it. Thanks, God. Next. And it's like, exactly. he's like 
you have a shopping list, you know, you don't just give them your Christmas list and say, well, what the heck, God, why did I only get three of these 17 presents? Where's the rest of them? You promised to be gifts and blessings. Where are you, God? And it's like, that. it's not a superficial God. It's not a Santa Claus God. It, it's a God that it's through, you know, our own, right? Like, yeah. we have to do this. We can't just have faith, but faith with intention, right? What is that? I mean, that's faith married to action. You know, it, it, it keeps it going. Yeah. But we have to be intentional about what it is that we're after. And so when we're seeking the wrong things, we're going to keep getting the things that aren't fulfilling. And just like, you know, in, in context there, it's like you ask your father for something and he hands you something completely different. Well, it's no different than what we're asking for. So how can we ask for great greatness and goodness and the love and the this and this, but we have our hand out, stretch out and say, okay, I got the next gig and the next uh, zero in my bank account. And we got the next perfect body and the next perfect partner. And it's yeah. like, Hmm. We're, we're looking through the lens of external and mm -hmm. that's, that might be a culture problem, but it's, it, it's now have taken hold of our internal and it now becomes an internal problem where we're seeking the wrong things and we're finding, like I said, love in all the wrong places. Yep. So fill it love with whatever it is that you are seeking, you're going to find it, but it's going to be unfulfilling and it's going to be in the wrong places. And then when you come back out of that place and you say, what? Well, I got to go at it again. And you're going to find yourself repeating those patterns because we don't have the intention set on the goodness of what we're actually after. We don't have, we're not walking in alignment with what, you know, who we are and who we're becoming. We're not stepping fully into our purpose because we're so consumed by our own self-driven uh, egos and, and wants, needs, and desires. And so when we look at like gratitude, gratitude again, holds us in this present moment. And yep. where if we're longing for, you know, we're kind of straddling. Like I said earlier, we got the two things and then that third. The third thing is kind of the middle. It's if the coin lands on its head. That's how I consider present. Because if we look behind us, that's the past. And we don't live there anymore. We will constantly spend our energy, our time, and everything else to look back at the past and, and say, well, I can't move forward because of what happened to me. Well, then when you go look at the future, the future then is the what causes anxiety because it's the fear. It's something that hasn't yet happened. So we can't imagine in our mindset this big black empty canvas because there's nothing to go off of. We don't have that experience. So that creates fear and anxiety. But where we find our center is in alignment in the present moment because that's the only moment that we have. One breath at a time. One breath at a time. We are not promised tomorrow. And we sure as heck don't live in yesterday. So where else do we live? Be here. Be fully present. And in that present is where you're going to feel the awe and the goodness and the awesomeness of God, because take a look around, breathe yeah. it in, experience <laughs> it. It's here. Yeah, all that goodness, you know. And we're in we're in a time right now that our whole world is so damn dark. Our whole damn world is full of hate and 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 just war and ugliness. But yet, that's not everything. It's not everything in our world. Tap in with your inner world. Connect with your inner being. Experience the moments. Absolutely. For every bad, there's always a good. Seek it out and you'll find it. Absolutely. There, what you think you'll find. Oh, Rachel, this has been amazing. I know that my cup is full and I know that everyone... thing that you wanted to share with us one insight or wisdom whether we've talked about it or we haven't talked about it what would that be 
You know, I feel like we shared quite a bit, and I just, in, in summation, to kind of bring everything to close, I I want to just leave you with one of my, one of my kind of mantras and reminders. And, you know, this, obviously here, I'm a woman of faith, right? This divine comes through me, but it's ultimately up to me to choose to move forward in the direction of where we want to go. So no matter what happened to you, what happened, we can flip that, we can use it for the greater good, we can use that for our calling and stepping in. And that turns into something we can pursue with purpose and passion, but also just to know that you have the power to create your own story. Mm. So that story, that narrative, the things that happen to you doesn't have to be, you can rewrite that, you can rescript it. And in the doing so, it's so cool because you get to start scripting this new beautiful life that you want and you start bringing other people in it and you get to experience it and you get to see them just radiate and shine and step fully into their existence because that's exactly what you're doing. So again, you have the power to create your own story um, for those who want to connect and learn more about me, you can find me on my website, IamRachelBrooks.com. Follow along with me on uh, social media. I'm on all the platforms at IamRachelBrooks. My favorite place to hang is probably uh, Instagram at this at this time. Um, and, of course, you can find my book, Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love. Everywhere books are sold, Audible, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, everywhere. Um, so if you happen to read it or listen to the podcast, which Candy has been on as well, um, or find yourself in any of the confident woman spaces, the community, the courses, the collective, any of that stuff, please let me know. Like this is as creators. Sometimes we don't even know if what we're creating is landing. So it's always good to hear from you guys and like, just say, Hey, I heard that episode. Hey, I read your book. It's always great to have those words of uh, encouragement and affirmations as well, because not only do we put this out for ourselves, but to know that we're doing this for others as well. And that's really, really helps us as creators keep doing what we're doing. Absolutely. And everything will definitely be linked down below in the description box and the show notes. So thank you so much, Rachel. This was amazing. Thank you.